Deceived by the Spell. I'm your host, Marcella, and today I have the pleasure of having a guest, my dear friend, Brooke Albrecht. Hi, Brooke. Hey, Marcella. How are you? I'm hanging in. How are you? <laughs> Loaded question. <laughs> Hi. So I'm so excited you're on here. You know, I don't often have people on let alone do in-persons. I think the last yeah. time I did an in-person was with Jessa Reed, and I was a bumbling idiot because I was, like, fangirling. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, don't ever do that again. And um, so I'm going to hope that I don't, you know, do a lot of annoying, uh-huh, mm-hmm, yeah, mm, in well, between. Maybe it's my turn to be the bumbling idiot this <laughs> no, time. No, I doubt it. That's a hard act to follow. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> So, Brooke, I know what you do, but can you just, I guess, introduce or share a little bit about yourself to anyone listening that might not know you or be familiar with your work? Yes. So, I am an intuitive energy worker. Um, I also hold space and facilitate uh, different ceremonies and do group healings, uh, and I also make healing music. Brilliant. Yes. And I will leave like links to um, Brooke's website and her YouTube channel and all of those things um, in the show notes. You know, you, you host some moon ceremonies, especially new moon and full moon ceremonies monthly. And I have found those, and I share this when people ask me, like, what do you do to stabilize or, you know, do for yourself? And I, I often, you know, suggest your ceremonies because they are such a beautiful and brilliant way to connect with others, but doing your own personal practice. Um, So if anyone is looking for something consistent, you do offer them online. Yeah, they're all virtual. They're all virtual now. And yeah, I mean, thank you. They've they've, um, been incredibly uh, impactful for me and I know for others as well. So, you know, the point of like coming on today, why we wanted to, you know, talk or why I wanted to, I was like, can you record with me? Um, is I wanted to cover a couple of things. One, especially with, we have, um, whether you're listening to this currently or for future, I think this is just good tidbits, but I want to talk about like the full moon upcoming on, on September 20th. And also the fact that like that full moon is in Pisces. Mm-hmm. And we also have Neptune in Pisces. And the other things that I want to touch on in this podcast, just to give you all a breakdown, is I do want to do, I, got, I asked for questions and like questioner. Oh my God, I can't talk. Listener <laughs> questions. So Q&A. So we're going to answer some of those questions. Um, you're going to talk about the moon. We're going to answer some questions. And then we're just going to talk about you know, how to hold yourself during these intense times. I know for me personally, and I'm not going to get too into detail, but I've been um, going through my own, uh, you know, painful kind of recent experiences and on top of the world shifts and all of that stuff. So I just, I want to talk about a couple of things. And I also want to talk about how healers are not your housekeepers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it seems to be like a big phenomenon lately, and I, uh, well, we'll get into that. First, let's talk about this upcoming full moon um, in Pisces, along with the Neptune in Pisces. Do you want to 
Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, for those of you that aren't familiar with the energies of astrology or even just the moon. um, So when we have a full moon, it's when the sun is exactly opposite from the moon and that's what's lighting it up. And so the sun represents our more um, like masculine external energies. And then the moon represents our internal feminine energies, more emotional. So when we have them opposing each other, it's like we have this light being shown on things that are normally kind of internal and more hidden. It brings things to the surface and it's illuminating. Mm. So anytime we have a full moon, there's a lot of kind of like aha moments or um, a lot of opportunities for growth because things are becoming more into your conscious life that were maybe previously in your unconscious. So if we look at this type of energy, this illuminating growth, shining in Pisces, which is, you know the most sensitive water sign Mm -hmm. out of all of them. (laughs) I don't have to tell you. (laughs) But, you know, Pisces is this very deep, uh, you know, kind of dreamy, intuitive, creative realm. I kind of think of Pisces, water is like the primordial soup, Mm. you know, where like Mm -hmm. things are birthed and created. Yeah. Um, And that's like this energy that we're seeing this opportunity to kind of dive really deep into those sensitivities to birth and dream new things into being and to also get us more in touch with our intuitive side. Now, having this one, I think it's seven degrees from Neptune. Mm. um, And Neptune rules Pisces. So it's in its home place. Uh, I think that there's a huge opportunity to expand uh, that creative side of yourself and that intuitive side of yourself. But there's also the shadow side of it is like, it, things can get a little uh, delusional. <laughs> we're already seeing it. Like, yeah. we're already in that energy. But um, I think the big thing here with this energy is to know that, like, not everything is what it seems. Mm. And to really kind of, like, listen to your intuition and not get super attached to the mo- emotional side of it. You know? Interesting. I See, I think it's... Absolutely, yes. I think there's a misconception also about full moons and that they have to be about, like, releasing things. Yeah. When I think that is not the only way to use the full moon energy. Full moon is, like, the moon's max maximum potential. Yeah. And it's, like, you can utilize that energy to fuel... <laughs> Oh my god! All right, that's my neighbors. Those weren't our beer bottles. Those weren't. <laughs> I think that's very telling about the <laughs> full moon in Pisces. Knock one back. Um, I think that there is, you know, you can utilize. It's like people who go and charge their crystals. Like you charge your crystals in the full moon because it's most energized, right? So you can utilize this Piscean full moon to enhance your intuition, increase your your um, imagination and fluidity, like fluidity in, in your projects and things like that. And even romance, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to be really wary of, uh, like you said, delusion and be mindful of the overwhelming waves of emotion. But I, I think you should be really tuned into what feels like truth emotionally. Totally. Because that is what's going to kind of ride you through this process. Because we can have... I, I don't think you should disconnect from your emotions during this time. Mm-hmm. I think you should actually just be really honest about what you're feeling. That way you know how to take care of yourself. Totally. Um, for me personally, I get hit 
usually pretty whammied prior to the full moon, Mm -hmm. you know, like at least five to six days prior. And, um, but even like a week ago, I had the worst, I've been sober for five years and I had the closest I've been to a relapse in year, like in that time. Yeah. I had the worst craving, the worst, um, like just tsunami of emotions come up for me because there were things that I forgot about. Like, you know, you can do all the work on yourself and you can patch yourself up real good, but then one, one moment can rattle you and like mm-hmm. waken all of these little sleepy things that you thought, oh, I'm over it. But really you just kind of like shoved it under the bed. Totally. Um, and that's what this energy I think is doing. It's like bringing the tide in. It's like, look what you left behind. Yeah. Um, and, you know, who knows why or how it comes back into your life to surface, but it does because you have to address it. Now, I am concerned about people, I would say, who are maybe on a recovery path going out during this time. Mm-hmm. So I would say just if you feel like you're struggling to get a lot of extra support right now even if you feel like I'm fine I don't need it I think maybe reach out to people you know that are struggling yeah because that's one of the hardest things too especially as a healer in my experience and I'm sure you understand this Brooke it's like it's hard for us to get like true support um and I I say that not you know judgingly it's just that like there are a lot of people that we hold space for and support, right? And then they don't feel necessarily comfortable if we're going through it. They're like, yeah. whoa, wait a minute. So I have found that like in my the last few weeks, because I've been having some things come up, um, when I have reached out to people that I thought I could kind of touch in with, they kind of fled or weren't able. It freaks them out, yeah. Mm. Or they're just like, uh, I don't know what to say, and, like, they run. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's kind of painful. But there have been other people that have shown up. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, but it's, 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 it's hard to go through and navigate that, those intensities of emotions alone. Um, totally. So, yeah. I, I mean, try and remind myself when I'm in that space of, like, you know, I'm, my son is in Libra, so, like, but I also have a Scorpio rising, so mm-hmm. I feel like I I can go deep with the emotions, but my Libra son, like, does not like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I do have that freak out, but I try and think of, like, those, that emotional stuff that's coming up, like you said, the tides, how they roll in. Right. I try and think of it as, like, the weather, mm-hmm. you know, where I'm like, okay, I'm feeling this, but it's the weather. It's not... Right me right I'm experiencing this as I experience a storm or any other type of weather and I know that it'll pass Uh you know I have to keep reminding myself of that when I'm in that space because it is tempting to try and check out or numb Uh out and use other ways unhealthy ways to do it sure Um, but I definitely agree with you it's hard to find the support if you are yeah (laughs) in this healing realm Uh, yeah and you're operating in multiple dimensions like at different times yeah um well cool I mean yeah I think you know if you're on here and you check out um I'm gonna again I'll leave the links in the show notes but um Brooke Elbrigio on Instagram and check out her 
um, moon ceremonies because there's going to be and and the the support that you you know the the music right like yeah. you know you offer. Can you talk a little bit about the music? Yeah. So I have. I created some um, like energy work through music that you can listen to for free and there's different lengths depending on what you want to work on. Um, But I have like a longer 25 minute long session where all you have to do is relax and listen. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I have shorter like 10, 11 minute ones. Those are on my YouTube and my SoundCloud, which you could find uh, links to in my bio or on my website. Mm -hmm. But, you know... Music is, like, the most basic form of, like, healing because we can all just sit and listen. And even if you can't, you're, like, feeling the vibrations of that come through. Mm-hmm. So if, you feel, if you're one of those people, you're like, I can't meditate or I can't afford, like, an energy work session, it's a really, really good, easy alternative um, that I just created at home, you know, with my computer and with my husband's help because he's an Aquarius and he's good at all the, (laughs) (laughs) all the stuff I'm not good at Uh on the computer. But, um, yeah, those are totally free on my website. So if you can't join a moon ceremony, hop on there. I'm recording the moon ceremonies now. So if you can't attend live, you'll get the link, uh, afterwards, but I do incorporate the music into the live ceremonies as well. Perfect. Awesome. Amazing. Apologies if you can hear the slight humming and things. I do live in a city. So <laughs> um, let's look at some of these, you know, listener questions. Okay. Um, you know, I I find that, like, it's interesting when I, I call for these kind of listener questions, the themes that come up. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of them are so personal. And I want to say that... Um, a lot of you asked about, like, dealing with trauma. And I feel like as a practitioner and a, you know, a human who wants to be responsible, yeah, I can't just dole out a one-size-fits-all answer to how to deal with your trauma. Yeah. Because that's not, it, it, there are so many layers of this, and it's so nuanced per each person. So personal. So I would like to say um, that, you know, like one of them, like how to get out of fear-based mindset due to trauma with negative spirits or um, how to safely work the shadow with trauma, PTSD. Yeah. I would say if you can afford therapy or look into resources where there is like support with these things I would do it in like it's like with anything I think you need to cultivate a balanced way of dealing with these things and maybe you do EMDR which is a really powerful you know form of trauma therapy and you work with it alongside your magical practices and things like that. I think when you're working the shadow, like therapy is super important. And I know that therapy is not always available to everyone, but there are sites. And I always share these sites. Um, One of them that I particularly share all the time is the Open Path Collective. Yeah, that one's great. Um, That one's great because, especially if you're in the United States, because you can like search particular things that you're looking for and then it will match you up with a therapist either in your area or virtually Mm -hmm. so you you can get very nuanced with picking like the type of person you want to work with that's just one example 
Um, but I would say I wouldn't, I don't think going one route or another is, there's no simplified solution. Like yeah. I know for me, not only do I have to have like trauma therapy and talk therapy, I also have to do like acupuncture and massage yeah. and I have to do my magical practices because it is all of those things combined that help me, you know? And again, none of these things make you necessarily feel like you're walking on a pink cloud while you're doing this work. Like these things are all very intense and layered to deal with. And you're constantly readjusting it too. You know, what worked for you for a little while can sometimes stop working and then you have to kind of Mm -hmm. branch out and find like another way. And like you said, you, you do need multiple tools, multiple um, ways to support yourself through it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Another question that, always gets asked is how do I know it's my intuition and not fear or my imagination making things up that is a huge one that I get asked all the time and I often say this you know especially when deciphering um the difference if it is my guides excuse that noise um if it's my guides or my intuition I never feel afraid or anxious, even if it's like bad news or like, don't go that way. I never feel like I'm being um, reprimanded. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and for example, like even when I, you know, cause this just happened, like we just crossed the 20th anniversary of 9-11. So I'm just going to quickly share about this. For an example, I was in New York in um, downtown. I worked. I worked that weekend. I used to work in. My, I was twenty four. I worked for a fashion designer, and they had a their spring collection shown at Bryant Park that weekend. So I was there uh, on support and like being like a herding models for the runway. <laughs> That's what I was doing. Anyway. <laughs> And I lived in Providence at the time, but my the designer lived in, her production was in Providence, but her PR, and again, the show, was in New York. So I was there that weekend. And then something in me, like, I don't know, maybe like three, four o'clock in the morning, I just like woke up and um, not tired, not groggy, but like kind of an autopilot and was like, because I was going to stay. Mm-hmm. That Monday, I was going to stay and go back like Tuesday. And something in me just like woke up. I was not groggy. And if you know me, when I wake up and if I haven't had coffee, I'm the zombie. But I was like completely alert. And I wasn't scared. I was just like, you know what? I should just go now. And so I grabbed my things. And it was like it was like I was carried on a wave. Wow. And I just like went to um, the bus station. And I got like on a, a Greyhound. And... There was, I think we were, in, we were, we stopped in Connecticut somewhere and when the first plane hit. Whoa. And that's when we knew what happened. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. So that's like, to me, my intuition being like, you know, why don't we move you this way? Yeah. Another really intense example of that kind of intuition over fear was, um, and, I'll, and this is, I'll explain the fear part, right? Because so you know the difference. I was in San Francisco, 
I was with some friends, like a family. They were, we were in the Tenderloin, and we went to this, like, vegan restaurant spot there. And I just was, like, feeling bad. I was feeling like I don't want to be here. I felt, like, sick to my stomach, but I felt scared. And, like, I'm, mind you, there's nothing going on, nothing around. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's being perfectly nice, but everything in me was just like, you need to get out of here. And then I heard a spirit. And I start, first of all, before I realized it was spirit, I heard it as in my own voice. Whoa. Telling me that I was a piece of shit. You, like, it was saying really derogatory Ew. things that I was not going to, like, that I'm not going to say out loud. But yeah. it was, like, demonic, but it was, like, in my own voice. So I was like, oh, my God. I'm not listening. I'm not listening. And then I was like, wait, is this me? And the moment I questioned, is this coming from me? It was like, <sighs> I saw this entity, Mm. like I felt it in the peripheral and I was like, oh, you're like an entity. Like, and it was screaming at me because I figured out what it was. And then I told the people I was with, like, oh, that's what this was. And and then it was just like, you know, because then people are like, how do you take care of these negative spirits when you see them? Because you can't just like, yes, you can raise your vibration, but guess what? Things still exist. You still yeah. exist with people, even if you don't like them mm-hmm. <laughs> or you have different beliefs, whatever. Yeah. So how do you exist within a frequency? You know, there are other things around. Yes, obviously you can fine tune yourself so you're not constantly bombarded with certain things, but you're going to interact sometimes or bump up against things that maybe aren't necessarily in alignment with you and protect yourself because that's the other thing people worry about opening up. Yeah. Their intuition too. They're so afraid of being like interacting with negative, evil things, whatever. Um, I see the entities as kind of like I when I explain it to clients because there's kind of a lot of like shame when they find yeah. out they have it. They think they like did something wrong or right. they're weak, and I'm always like, no, this is like picking up a cold. Totally, <laughs> it's like picking up a cold or a virus. Like you can't always. Right. Protect yourself. Sometimes your immune system's a little weak at no fault of your own mm-hmm. or right. it's the same way. Absolutely. And I think, and that was one of the things that I just was like, okay, I like visualized, you know, like I kind of was like, okay, I'm going to ground my energy. I'm going to imagine myself grounding down into the center of the earth, which is something I do. I'm going to call in my guides and ask them to help kind of clean up the perimeter mm-hmm. and put this person or being or entity on the outside of my field. So it's not in it anymore. And like visualization for me is super key, especially because you know what? You don't always have tools to work with. Like right. you, don't, and you don't need, yes, they're they're great talismans and, and things to work with, whether it's smoke or water or whatever. But if you don't have those things, it doesn't mean you can't clear yourself. I think there's a huge opportunity to re-empower yourself by visualizing energetic, you know, uh, protection and mm-hmm. boundaries. So that, those are my thoughts on, you know, um, learning between intuition and fear. Fear and, like, maybe negative percep- negative energies are going to make you feel like trash and maybe kind of bullied in a way. Um, yeah. Whereas your own intuition and your guides, even if it's for you, even if they're being stern, they're never going to make you feel like hot garbage, you know? Yeah. Even even when you feel like hot, gar- hot garbage, you know? Like, I, I've had a reading recently... 
And I'll say that, like, this is how I know the difference between if I'm clicking with a reader or not or what they're picking up on. Um, if it's, like, if they're reading my fear or if they're reading what's in my highest. Mm-hmm. Reading what's in my highest isn't necessarily going to tell me what I want to hear. You know? Yeah. Even if it's, like, and I'm not a tough love person. I've talked about this before to a couple of friends. I'm like, please do not tough love me. I am not a tough love person. I know I look like I might like that, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so I can handle um, firmness, but when it is held from a place of love, you know? Totally. So, okay. I just yammered on about that. So <laughs> let's look at another thing here. Let's see. I want to add a little bit to that yes, too. Yes, Sometimes do. the fear stuff, um, for me, I have to check in because it could be inner child stuff too. Oh. Like a lot of, like when it's, I feel the fear, I have to like kind of pull up the inner child and be like, is this attached to some kind of like childhood thing? Is this a real fear that I'm holding or is it something I learned and have carried with me? Right. Oh, that's so... And that's another route that comes up for me as well. Yes, that makes so much sense. You know, the poor inner child. Like, (laughs) you know, it's like, oh yeah, they're reacting. Uh Uh-huh. Who are you going to answer? How do you not let people suck your energy? Oh, geez. (laughs) That's a hard one too, especially because we're so accessible Mm 24-7 online. I think it's just... Uh, boundaries. I know that's such an annoying answer, but <laughs> you'll you feel it when it starts to happen because how many times have you interacted with someone and then afterwards you feel like shit or right. you felt tired when before you felt fine. Sure. Um, what I'll do sometimes if I know that it's this person's trying to do that, I'm just I'm very like firm with my boundaries, like saying no, but sometimes I'll also have a conversation with their higher self as it's happening mm-hmm. and I'll kind of be like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this isn't, I'm not allowing this. And once I do that, they're like, oh, because a lot of times we allow it on some level. Absolutely. And it, or it plays to an old like identification that we have or an old fear that we have. Totally. But yeah, once you kind of address it and it stops, it's like, oh, or, and if they get annoyed and they don't want to do that with you, they'll go somewhere else to find that engagement if they don't yeah. want to raise. And I have that too. I'm, my energy is super triggering. Um, and that's why it's like, you know, and I'm, I'm not being hard on myself. I'm just saying like to be friends with me, to date me, you know, you know, there are certain requirements and, um, a lot of times it can make connection difficult because it's like, I'm not allowed. Um, and I'm not saying this like as a pity party for myself, but I'm not allowed to not be learning. (laughs) Like, meaning, like, does it mean I do things perfectly? Absolutely not. Does it mean I don't get triggered? Absolutely not. I get super triggered. But my purpose and process in this life is learning how to work through it and, you know, unpack a lot of burden, not just for myself on a personal level, but ancestrally. Mm -hmm. I have so much shit I'm carrying ancestrally that most people don't know about because you wouldn't know by looking at me on the surface. But... Um, and the only way that I can get through it, which a reader, actually Sarah Timms, uh, who's amazing, just told me was like, the only way I can get through is being by being more vulnerable with, with everyone. And that <laughs> I hate it. I don't, I, that, that sounds like a nightmare to oh. me, you know? So I'm going to pro- practice. I'm going to try, you know, practice. Right. Um, 
Tips for baby reader, tarot readers. Love your work. Thank you. Thank you. You're very sweet. Um, I would say listen to my episode about the tarot. <laughs> um, and also I would say anything like I would tell like the teens that I work with, like it's like learning how to play or music, find your own voice, you know, use your own language. That I love that. Thanks. Yes. So I love this question cause I know it's a typo, but it made me laugh, giggle so hard. Um, someone wrote, does meditation help understand 5g? <laughs> <laughs> You the conspiracy I know. Theorist. I was like, yeah, 5G, does it? I don't know. Um, I think meditation helps everything, but we're not all going to do it. I mean, I'm really terrible. Sometimes I will put meditation music on and I'll do like eight things at once. I think we get really hung up on like meditation being this formal mm. thing where you're sitting in lotus position with your hand mudras. And I don't think it's like needs to be that no. strict. Like you can meditate walking to your job. Or, like, driving, you know, mm-hmm. like, you, everything you're doing is an opportunity to, like, meditate. It doesn't have to be this, like, strict, rigid mm-hmm. practice. And some people need that that strictness. Like, I kind of need the discipline like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can meditate, like, listening to music. Yeah, or doing mantras. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which I love doing is mantras. I love mantras. I mean, because I can do them anywhere, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. Um a couple other ones that before we move forward <laughs> with all that I've learned from your podcast, do aliens pay homage to the goddess? You know, I have no idea. I, I mean, do they? I'm part alien. So I guess, yes. I mean, like, you know, I think, I think that's a whole other realm that ask the aliens. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be snarky. I'm just being like, you know, they, they're, they're ready to communicate with us. They're already here. Most of the, you know, I, I definitely, um, I am an experiencer. I think it's hilarious that I just saw, um, I'm in a group. I'm in, I'm actually in an alien experiencer and abductee support group. I don't, I've, I've been a little more open in the last year talking about my alien experiences. Um, but I'm very protective of them (laughs) for so many reasons, but, um, uh, they're here. And they're communicating with us. They're communicating with our animals. And um, do they pay homage to the goddess? I think they pay homage to everything. It's humans that have a problem with relatability, I think, to different beings and structures. So um, I don't, you know, but I can't speak for full-blooded aliens. Um, (laughs) How is your spiritual practice structured or is it? How about you? What was the question? How How is your spiritual practice? Is it structured or is it question mark? I think they're asking if you have a structured spiritual practice. I would like to, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but the reality is much different. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm kind of one of those people where it's like, I do need a little bit of the structure, but then when there's too much, it feels like a chore. Mm -hmm. And so it's finding that balance of like it not feeling like a chore, but like Mm -hmm. I, I think of it as like my spiritual hygiene, right? So every morning you wake up, you brush your teeth, you brush your hair. I have to like implement it in that way. Right. But I also like to keep it really loose, Mm -hmm. you know? So making sure I'm doing it every day, but maybe it's at a different time. Maybe I do it a different way. 
Right. You know, if it's starting to feel monotonous and like yeah. a chore, it's time it's time to change something about it. Sure. I mean, I always feel better when I have a, a little more structure in my life. Um, as a 29-degree Pisces, I can get way out there, um, <laughs> uh, like etherically. And it's so um, being in a body and being grounded is super hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like, it takes a lot for me to be in my body and to do a structured thing. I'll say the most structured I've ever been with any kind of spiritual practice was, there's been a couple of times. One, it was like when I was like 18, 19, fresh out of rehab and like doing like spell work, like all the time. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was really regimented for me and it helped me focus. Yeah. Um, but that can, everything, if you do it too much, can get out of hand. Totally. Um, I've never been a religious person. I've always been very spiritual. Like when I was little, I used to go to everyone. I would invite myself to everyone's practice. Like that was my way of dealing with like my chaotic environment. I would go up to the church. I would go to my little neighbor friend. I'd be like, can I come to your Bible study? They were Jehovah's witnesses. (laughs) Um, and I would like, listen, I wanted to go and I would go to like temple or all these different things. But it, I always found like spirituality fascinating, but I was like, and I liked the structure of religion, but like, I didn't have an attachment to anything. Like I didn't go through a Christian phase or anything. The only thing I almost converted to, which in 2012, I had a full melt, like breakdown of my life, (laughs) like full mental, uh, mental spiritual crisis. And I ran away to New Mexico because I was having visions, which I still believe in the visions. I think I was doing grid work, but now I can see that in hindsight. But um, I actually connected with like the Sikh community in like from like 2010 to 2012 in a really intense way, like to the point where I even got like, I was going to, I thought about converting. It's the only time I've thought about joining a religion in a way. Like I was studying the Japji, like, like scripts. I was praying. I was doing mantras. I got, I received a spiritual name because I was going to do the baptism. And then kind of 11th hour, I was like, Oh my God, I can't do this. You know? And I got like, I got, I was um, given a name. So, um, even so I, and I, I don't take that lightly you know, but I also knew that it was just like, I wasn't, there was something in me that came in that was like, you can't commit to this because you're going to cut yourself off from everyone else. And I was like, and you have to be like, I felt like I had to be omni, like omnipresent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the name that I was given, I'll actually, I'll share it. Fuck yeah, it. Why not? It. Um, Jaipal Kaur oh. and Jaipal, um, I was told meant, uh, Glorious friend of God, one who overcomes all obstacles to know her own soul. Ooh. Yeah, no no pressure. Um, <laughs> but I feel like it fits. Definitely. <laughs> right? Like, I was like, oh, you called it. So, <laughs> anyway, that was that. That was that life. And then, other than that, you know, yeah, I, I don't have anything regimented because I just don't float like that. <laughs> and I also think that we're not expected on, from, like, our teams and the spiritual side to have that sure like the how many times have you tried to check in with your teams or like what do you need me to do mm. like how can I all the time how can I bring this in and right. they give you the most annoying answer they're like drink more water <laughs> no, totally totally <laughs> they're like pray you're like how pray. do I deal with this yeah. complex issue I'm I'm dealing with every day give me something a spiritual practice I can do and they're like 
hug a tree. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Well, and that's, and then, yeah. And then there's like these other complexities, like I'm multiracial and I have different ancestral lineages that have very different practices. Yeah. And it's interesting because it's like, I don't feel like it's, and I, you know, it's not my, it's not my road to go down those individual practices. It's my road to find and create my own. Yeah. And that can be also very confusing when you have to find and create your own way. Totally. Ugh. No, thanks guys. Um, well, let's, let's move from these questions. Thank you everyone who thanks, wrote guys. in and I'm going to, um, you know, probably do that again in a future, uh, in a future moment or episode. I can't speak. <laughs> no, those were good questions. You know, I just want to talk, I guess, about, um, you know, a couple of things like particularly I'd mentioned about healers not being housekeepers Mm -hmm. that felt very important to talk about because a lot of people are like how do I prepare during this time during these intense energies or how do I just manage during the last you know whatever 19 months or plus um of everything and I and I think and love that everyone has come to this place where there, there's an obvious increase in interest in spiritual practices and practitioners. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but I want to really, really <laughs> emphasize that healers are not housekeepers. There is a difference between having support and then having... Codependency. S- yes, thank you. <laughs> there's the word, right? Yes. Yeah. Ugh. And I think that... Mm-hmm. You know, um, we're moving into an energy or we've moved in, I think, past tense. We are in an energy now where codependency just won't fly anymore. Right. Like, we can't move forward in those imbalanced power dynamics or mm-hmm. relationships. Right. And I just, I feel like if we're trying to work with people where there is a codependency issue, like, it's not going to connect. Right. Or they're not going to get what they need from it. Mm-hmm. It's just not, we're not going to, like, see eye to eye. The frequency right. won't match anymore. There, there won't be a sync. And then also, like, you suffer the repercussions of that, like, more immediately. Like, by being yeah. drained or exhausted, right? Like, totally. or feeling that, like, friction. Something that I noticed is if I am, like, feeling impatient or frustrated, to me that always is, like, a signifier that there's something that is not a sink. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's usually a clear sign for me that like, okay, this isn't a match or the person isn't like wanting to do this or I think or they're you, not ready. Right. They're not ready. Right. Um, and that's huge. Yeah. Or they're not open right. or like willing to make the changes necessary. Yes. that are going to come up in the session. And I think that's like a huge piece of the codependency is like yeah. we can do our end, but if you're not willing to be open, make changes, right. take responsibility, be accountable, then right. it's a two way relationship. Right. And that's, you know, and I, I, pure examples of this because I love that everyone thank you for sending me referrals, right? And you get referrals all the time too. I think sometimes 
people will refer us, but then the person is looking for a quick fix or again, housekeeping, and they're not willing to do the other parts that would, you know, like make the practice, the healing, the reading, whatever, like really support them. Or they expect a miracle. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't want to do any of the work, but I want to feel better. Fix my entire life in one hour. (laughs) Right. Exactly. I mean, that's why I stopped doing house clearings. I used to do um, house clearings for people. Me too. Because I'm really good at it. But I started to find that people were calling me like monthly or like every month. And I was like, okay, I would, it's not just like a house clearing I do. I would like get a read on what needs to be shifted. And then I would like make like kind of like a prescription. Like, hey, like this is what you got to do. Here's a little homework. Nothing insane, you know. Mm -hmm. And then they wouldn't do it. And then they'd be like a month later would be like, oh my God, like my house is possessed. And I'm like well, did you do this or that? And they're like, no. Like, there is no accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, someone is hiring you, essentially, um, employing your services to hold space mm-hmm. and entrusting you with that. And I always, I'm so grateful for the people that let me work with them and trust me with these really tender things. Yeah. But I'm also not your servant, you know, (laughs) I don't work for you in the way I work for a higher power. I work for spirit. I work for energy. I am here for you. I am supportive of you. I want the best for you. But if you treat me like I'm less than, or I don't know, like there's just like sometimes some disrespect or yeah, that you owe them something. Yeah. I would rather just, and a lot of times if I feel that more in like within, like usually within like the first like 10 minutes, you can kind of tell, at least for me, I will end the call. I will end the session. And sometimes people get upset because Mm -hmm. they're like, um, I paid you and I'm like, here's your money back. Like, you know, I think, but also at the same time, don't like expect miracles if you can't participate. I mean, a lot of it is, I don't know. I feel like I'm just like, sorry, I'm not trying to complain, but I just want people to understand that we're humans and also we need time off and back. We have boundaries because we need reset times. Totally. I, I, I'll tell you, I worked fully through 2020 except with the exception of when I had oral surgery and I could not talk for two weeks and then it worked another year straight and then took a month off but had to deal with personal life things and it wasn't really a month off it was just like catch up yeah an explosion of my life and then I had to go back to work and the issues that people are having or dealing with or contemplating and like these big life changes they're not like little things. So, you know, recalibrating is whoo. Yeah, I took this whole month off. I had I literally had to. Mm-hmm. And I've had some pushback that surprised me, you know, and right. made me kind of realize like, oh, they don't see me as just like a normal person that also has to take time to I'm working through my own shit too. Right. You're going through your crazy stuff. I am also going through my own yes. personal crazy stuff right now. And um I literally was, like, grounded by my guides. They were like, you can't. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was starting to make me sick, like, physically sick. So I had to take this month off. But 
like you, I had all these like grand ideas about the month off. I'm like, (laughs) I'm going to catch up on all this stuff. I'm going to get organized. I'm going to finally update my website. And I'm more than halfway through. And I haven't done shit. It's like a miracle if I get dressed and like leave the house. (laughs) I didn't realize how floored I was from how hard I was working until this month when I've like had time to really just sit and uh-huh. like rest yeah, and really feel how tired I am. Right. So that's, that's major. I mean, and, and it's like, and you have to honor that, you mm-hmm. know, because then you're going to try to like, well, we get so excited. I got so excited too. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to see people. I'm going to do yeah. that. And then I don't know, like the, the August was so, oh my God, August was illuminating and excavating and mm-hmm potent and good and also just um true tower moment like yeah I mean I was like hello September 1st happened and it was literally you know what I should look into the astrology of September 1st just in general for me because I feel like it's such a pivotal date for me every year yeah I moved to LA uh September 1st 2006 you know like um, or I've always had, I had surgery and it like was part of my healing was during that time or. Do you have Virgo placements? Not really. No. I mean, I mean, I have, you know, we all have parts right. of our chart, but, um, no Virgo is like, I don't have any, um, planets yes. there. Yeah. But, um, I, yeah, something about September 1st and then my sobriety date is September 4th. So there's something about mm. that first week of September and I like, oh, and I got dumped September 1st. So. You know, there's just, like, I feel like September 1st for me is usually, like, the uh, plot twist. Like, <laughs> that's the plot twist It's like the pre-equinox energy, too, right? Because that totally. autumn equinox energy yeah. is about things falling oh, away. And I moved to New Mexico in 2012 on September 1st. I drove out to New Mexico. I promptly drove back three months later. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's something about that first week of September that loves to, like flip me on my table or whatever, whatever the (laughs) phrase is. But anyway, um, so yeah, I guess just to talk, like kind of really reiterate support and boundaries, give yourself enough time to recoup. I think we all have these grand divisions of what we're going to get done. And I think realistically, we have to remember that things are taking a little bit longer for us to reset. And that's okay. It doesn't mean you failed. It doesn't mean you're not yeah. going to get things done. I think you just have to give your your body, mind, and spirit these like um, tender moments to really recalibrate. And um, you know, I'm also really a fan of rescheduling lately, and not mm. because I'm trying to be flaky or difficult, but I've noticed something that not. I can't keep planning things way far out because things keep changing so fast. So fast. So I am really like learning this idea of like, I am going to reschedule, right? Because this is not going to be productive. Like it's not going to be productive if I show up and I'm burnt out. Yeah. Or it's not going to be productive if I know that like I'm physically in pain or I'm heartbroken and I'm doing this and that, you know? So just, I would say, look, if it's not life or death, it's not life or death. Yeah. And I think we also have to shift the mindset of like rest is productive. Right. Or <laughs> expecting people to be on demand. Like, yeah. you know, I get it. Like 
keeping accountability to schedules and times and respecting time, other people's times is, is absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I need you to respect the time that we book. And like, same thing, I have a, a cancellation late no-show policy. Yes, respect those things. But I want you to respect yourself in the sense that like, and not being mad if your healer is like, you know what? I'm suffering right now and I can't show up for you. Wouldn't you rather your healer be at full capacity yeah. than texting them on their phone, like their cell phone when they've said they're taking a month off mm -hmm. or sending DMs and, and, and demanding to be seen. Or and trauma or dumping in a DM. Yes. <laughs> or, or, or a website, things like that. You know, people, oof, yes, like, please don't do that. It's so yeah. upsetting. Um, but then the, for, for those people, there have been a lot of people that have been super sweet and supportive and just like, absolutely. I'm so glad you're taking time for yourself and right. you deserve it. Let, I'll book when you're ready. You yes, know, absolutely. There's yeah. definitely the, and we love those people. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But also there's this, that understanding of like, yeah, I get it. You know, if, if I was having a session with someone and I was like, they told me they're not. It, like capable of showing up right now I'd be like okay yeah no problem. because you're getting like a snippet of that person mm -hmm. um the other thing and I posted this yesterday I'm just going to reiterate it today um as a reminder because people seem to not understand or believe me when I say I'm autistic <laughs> um I need you to be really clear with certain things with me I don't get nuanced things sometimes or I take things quite literally so um please know that if I am asking more questions that I'm not trying to be uh combative or defensive I'm just like trying to get clarification um I know that sometimes tone is not readily understood and just Remember that not everyone is neurotypical, and even if you think surfacely, because there's that never-ending annoying, well, you don't look autistic mm -hmm. um, phrase, but um, I am autistic, and I think that sometimes when you're hyper aware of your pain and you're expecting someone to like hold space for you and you're not being direct with them about what you want it, and for me I'm highly empathic so it can read differently I'm like yeah why are the words you're saying not matching the things that are coming out of your like the, the feeling that I'm yeah. feeling so just be direct and you know communication it always helps it always helps uh, I felt like I needed to say that I don't know why but, yeah definitely um thank you all for submitting your questions is there anything um else you would like to share or um do you want to talk like share where people can find you yeah I I came in I wrote down the name of a book that I wanted to share that's been really helping me because I'm having a lot of tough like personal transits with these bigger heavier um slow planets right I know we talked about Neptune in the beginning but um I'm going, if you're in your late 30s, early 40s, you're probably in your Pluto square Pluto, which is like kind of intense and a longer transit that brings about a lot of like transformation, death, rebirth stuff. It's super intense. But um, if you are going through it with these, these heavy planets, um, I recommend this book called Gods of Change by Howard Sesportas. 
Um, and it's all about the transits of Pluto, Neptune, and Uranus. And he really mm-hmm. breaks it down in a way that if you don't really know astrology, it's super easy to understand. And he'll tell you what e- what each thing means, like for where your um, these planets are in your chart, what house, if they're aspected to anything, really like breaks it down. So check out that book if you're going through like a tough um, transit with any of those planets, kind of like how you were talking about this Neptune stuff's really affecting you. Right. Um, well, Neptune and Pisces, I'm a Pisces sun and, uh, Mars and Pisces. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also too, if you're like me, uh, Gen X, a little bit older that right now we are in our Uranus opposition and yeah. in a, um, for some of us, a Saturn opposition. So we have a yeah. double opposition and Chiron and Aries is also, transiting our south node yeah and if you have aries placements on top of that you know so knowing that um getting that kind of just insight again i'm not an astrologer i mentioned this i'm not either but (laughs) we definitely have a vast interest in it because it's like paying attention to the energy it is energy and it's good to kind of have an an idea of what might be impacting you there's a good chiron one too called um The Astrology of Kundalini by Barbara Hand Clow, and she talks about, it's about Chiron and Saturn Mm. transits, and she talks about how we, like, can't really officially have a Kundalini awakening until we have our Chiron return. Wow. it's a really good book. So if you're also into the Chiron Saturn stuff, um, well, check that book out. Yeah, that's a that's pretty intense and cool. <laughs> I will make a note of all of these things and, like I said, put them in the show notes. Yeah. Thank you again for uh, coming on here today. Thanks for having me. And I hope um, we didn't sound like those two old men on the Muppets. <laughs> I don't care. Heckling and complaining. <laughs> I, you know, I'm totally fine with that. You know, anything to distract yeah. me from. You know, the crushing um, intensity of physical pain that I've been feeling. Oh. (laughs) But um, I will survive. Yes. I will persevere. And I'm not going to talk about it anymore because we're done. (laughs) Um, Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Be good to each other and blessed be. Mm -hmm.